Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in marketing and how to use their podcast to generate leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited that you're here. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm chatting with Shannon Mattern. Shannon is a web designer, digital marketer, speaker, and podcaster who has taught over 10,000 entrepreneurs how to build their websites with her signature DIY web design course called the Free 5-Day Website Challenge. Shannon's mission is to empower people who want the freedom, flexibility, and financial independence that an online business can provide by removing the tech barriers holding them back. You can think of her as your WordPress BFF. After side hustling and growing her business for three years, Shannon quit her day job to run her web design and coaching business full time. She shares her side hustle journey and strategies and tactics via her podcast, Pep Talks for Side Hustlers. You can find that at peptalksforsidehustlers.com slash iTunes or basically wherever you listen to podcasts. So I'm super excited to have Shannon here to chat today all about her podcast specifically, um, the ins and outs, what's working, what isn't, all that good stuff. So let's just dive right in. Hi, Shannon. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about podcasting with you. So before we dive in the episode, tell us a little about yourself and your podcast and just how you got started doing it all. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on the show. So my, uh, my story is that about five years ago, I decided I was going to start my own business and I started it as a side hustle and I side hustled for, you know, about three years before I was like, okay, I cannot sustain this whole like side hustle, which is really like two full-time jobs. And I decided I was going to make the move and go full-time in my business. And, um, really the, the, my podcast is called pep talks for side hustlers. And it's all about like that journey and all of the things that I learned along the way, side hustling, growing the business, all the mistakes that I made, all the things I wish I would have done differently, all of the successes that I had just to really inspire other people who want to um, start a side hustle to like see that they can do it and that they're normal if it feels really hard. <laughs> right, right. And there's so many different things that go into it. I know I side hustled for only like five or six months. It wasn't very long, but man, maintaining both my day job and the things I need to do for my business was so much. It was just like draining. And I was like, oh, I'm never sleeping. I mean, kind of like I am at this very moment, but <laughs> I was doing yeah. one. So yeah, it's definitely a lot. So I think you're really feeling a need that people have because, you know, you've been there and a lot of us have been there, but being able to share your stories like every single week is really helpful because people can definitely learn from that and realize like, okay, cool. Like now is the time to part with my day job and go full on into this thing. So, so why, like, that's kind of a little bit why you started your podcast, but how long have you been doing that for? So I started it back in April of 2018. So I think that's about a year and a half now. Yeah, I, it's so funny. I remember talking to you about it when we met back in February of 2018 about how you were going to start a podcast, and we were talking about like the flash briefings with Alexa, and I was like, what yep. the that? <laughs> um, and all that crazy stuff. So it's crazy how quickly you were able to just like go from like, here's my idea to like putting out in the world, and it's crazy how long it's been now since you started, because I remember that conversation like it was yesterday almost. So that's awesome. So um, kind of like, 
talking a little bit about the format. So how do you typically do? Do you do mostly solo, mostly interview, a mix of the two? And how often are you putting out new content? Yeah, so it's evolved over time, definitely, because when I first started, it was all solo episodes because I had a lot to say <laughs> about my journey from side hustle to self-employed. And I did those like um, I actually wrote out scripts for a lot of those. I took a lot of blog posts that I had um, on topics and I kind of repurposed those. And then I just wrote out scripts and I, um, I just did those, those episodes. And then as I started to just kind of get comfortable with that and get that under my belt, I realized like, wow, I would love to talk to other side hustlers and hear what their stories are and just connect with other people, you know, as a way to you know, hear more stories and bring a different perspective, but also as a way to grow the podcast, right? So, you know, you and I talked on the show, I interviewed you about your short side hustle experience. It was just a great way for me to approach other entrepreneurs that serve a similar audience that I serve to ask them to come on the show and tell their story. And it was like a win-win for me because I got to like hear other people's stories, not feel alone, create great content for my audience, but also like have a podcast that then they could go and share with their audience. It's going to like grow my listenership. So that was kind of like the reason why I started doing, um, doing interview episodes as well was, um, I was, I kind of ran out of stuff to say. <laughs> I think it's so much easier to prep for an interview with someone than it is for like the solo episodes because with interviews it's like it kind of you go as along as it goes you just have to kind of prep questions and that's pretty much it after that it's just like a conversation versus like with solo ones like you have to have like a beginning and middle and end and you know you want it to be polished you don't want it to be like rambling so yeah it's definitely a lot more prep time for those solo ones as well yeah for sure um, so let's kind of dive into what is working best for your podcast. Like at this very moment, is there anything, maybe one or two things that you're like, wow, this is really working well and my audience is receiving this very well. So I think, you know, I, I, the, when I first started the podcast, I knew that I wanted to document the process and set it up in such a way that I could hand it off to someone else to do all the things that happen after you're done recording. So I think that that is something that worked really well for me because as I was thinking, as I was doing like the first episode, I was really kind of like making a checklist and documenting the process and refining things and kind of setting up things in a way that like I knew I started it as a daily show. Um, it has since transitioned to weekly because who can keep up with that kind of pace? Like I could not, I burnt myself out. Um, but because I was planning on doing it that way, I set up a process that um, to like batch it. And so I really figured that out from day one. And that was super helpful just to me because from the beginning, it was like a well-oiled machine as far as like um, going from, you know, recording to publishing the show notes and, and all of that stuff. So that worked really well for me. I think what's what I get the most feedback from my audience is that I do one solo episode a month and it's my monthly income report. And it's kind of like, here's my progress in my business this month. Here's what worked well for me. Here's what didn't. Here's how much money I made. Here's how much I spent to make that much money. 
and all the lessons learned along the way. And my audience loves, those are my highest episodes. They love that. Cause I think, again, it's just kind of like, I want to hear what a real person who's just a few steps ahead of me, not the person who started 10 years ago and is already like a millionaire. And I think that that's why that works so well. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think the way that you approach it is very transparent too, because I've seen so many people who are like, okay, here's my income, but that's it. Like they don't talk, they talk about how much they spent with expenses, but they don't break it down. And I love that you break it down because it's just really helpful to see some people, or they'll just say, here's all my expenses. This is how much I spent on my team, but they don't talk about like how much I spent on ads. They like completely leave that out. Yeah. Why? Like, why are you doing that? Like, it's really frustrating. So I think the way you approach that is really really nice. And you know, you're very transparent about it. I think that's why a lot of people probably resonate with that. Cause it's just, you know, they like that transparency versus like, Ooh, I made three or like $60,000 last month, but then like they don't break down. But their- I spent 30,000 on ads or right. whatever right. it is, or, you know, yeah. And I, I totally agree with you. And I feel like, I think it's just because my goal is really to show like what's possible and what it really looks like. And my mission might be a little bit different from the people that are like, I'm trying to sell you how to do what I do. Um, And so that's why I'm so, you know, I just really want to show like the real story, all the good, bad and dumb stuff that I do sometimes (laughs) and whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's really helpful for people just like kind of sharing your takeaways because that, you know, people really resonate with that for sure. So now let's go to the other side of the thing like so let's talk a little bit about maybe not necessarily failures but something you would wish you would have done better and if you like what you learned from that I make mistakes with my editing all the time right so I do my own editing just because I guess because I can it's something I know how to do so I, I I just I will get messages from my listeners saying, Hey, did you know that there are, there's like four minutes of dead space at the beginning of that episode? (laughs) Because I will like the way that I'll like pull in, I'll have like my intro and it's already sitting there in this template and I'll mute it. Like when I'm doing certain things and then I will forget to unmute it and I'll publish it and I'll be like, Oh, I'm kicking butt today and taking names and I'm so efficient and like all this stuff. And I don't have obviously a process in place after to quality assurance check some of that. So it's, it it sucks when it is a guest episode and that guest is very excited and has shared it out to their audience. And you almost like miss a big opportunity to get a whole new listenership because I couldn't take five seconds to just go back and look and make sure that I, that I unmuted everything. And I've done that a I've done it a few times. I've done it enough times. You would think that I wouldn't keep doing it, but, um, that's the one that's like so heartbreaking to me because I'm just like, Oh, I probably made them look so silly to their audience by, and I look like an amateur, you know? And so I think that's one of the biggest, um, things for me is just like slowing down for a minute and just making sure I've got all my eyes dotted and T's crossed um, before I submit that, the episode to listen. <laughs> I know exactly how you feel. I mean, I don't edit my show. My husband does, but like, if I don't tell him like, Hey, there's a mess up here. He doesn't listen to the whole thing typically. Cause it's just like, that's not, I don't pay him to do it. So obviously he's not going to be as, 
um, invested in as someone who's actually making money off of it. So if I like forget to tell him like, Hey, like the dog started barking cause someone rang the doorbell. Like it happened earlier in this actual episode, which will hopefully I'll remember to tell him to edit out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like those things too, it's just, it's, you know, it kind of makes you feel like you're being unprofessional, but at the same time, it's like, it's just real life. Like it kind of also shows that we're also human and we make mistakes too. And we forget to tell people to edit out something or we forget to edit out ourselves or something. So it's like one of those things. And like, honestly, I don't care when I'm listening to a podcast and that happens kind of makes me laugh. I mean, if it happens frequently on like every show, yeah, it's annoying. But like, if they forgot it like once or twice, it's like, okay, fine. No big deal. They're a human. Like it's okay. Um, so I know you mentioned earlier about how you were doing episodes, like daily, right? So how did like, what, it, what was the process with that? And how did you feel about that? Was that something that you recommend to people? You don't like kind of what's your take on that? So when I first started uh, the podcast, as like we talked about at the beginning, it was like an Alexa flash briefing and that those are supposed to be very short. They're supposed to be like 10 minutes or less. And so I was like, of course I can do this daily. I can like come up with very short episodes to do. And for the first like seven or eight, they were short. They were like to the point, you know, and they were very concise and within 10 minutes. Well, then I really kind of got into it and my story kept getting, like I was like, you know, sharing more and more things and the episodes were getting longer and longer. And that's kind of where, when I was like, oh wait, this really needs to be a podcast and, and not a flash briefing. So I had already set up the whole process to um, produce these episodes. And so it didn't really become like an overwhelming burden until I realized that I was doing like 30, 40, 50 minute long episodes that I was like publishing every single day. And I didn't even consider stopping doing that until I went to like a mastermind group retreat and, and the girls in that retreat were like, why are you doing this? Like to what end? And I'm like, I was so like in the zone and like, uh, like kind of tunnel vision, like almost to the edge of burnout at that point that I was just like, I didn't even stop to consider that I could change that at any time. <laughs> right. So what I think happened was I think by doing that at first, it was fine because I had the content. I was repurposing content. I wasn't having to sit down and write a whole lot of new original content. I was able to um, just record things I already had produced, get it out. Then it came to the point where I was like, I'd have to write seven episodes for that week. And that was like, oh my gosh, but it ended up working in my favor later because now I'm like getting pitched for having guests on the show and different things. And I can't quite figure out exactly why they are pitching me other than like, maybe there's a threshold of like, we only want you to pitch shows that have 200 episodes or more or, or something like that. And I've like somehow met some sort of standard that I'm not sure really exists, mm -hmm. but like number of episodes and consistency and things like that, that are getting like, I'm able to land like guests that I was like, Oh my gosh, like she really wants to talk to me. Are you kidding me right now? Right. <laughs> so that's super cool. So I think that if, you know, someone listening to this was kind of thinking about whether they should kind of come out of the gate with a ton of episodes. I would say only if you already have the content to repurpose so that you do not like kill yourself trying to do it. 
Yeah, and that makes total sense. And I think there's definitely two sides of the coin. So for one, you were able to get a lot, a lot of downloads because you were doing it every single day. So like exactly. anyone who subscribed is like, whoop, all right, automatically download on your phone basically. So you kind of were able to up your downloads, but then also it's just like very time consuming. You don't have as much time to like promote each episode because there's a new one every single day. And like each day you're like, oh, got to promote like today's episode. Can't really focus on yesterday's episode. So it's kind of, it's like, you know, if you have the content, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Like if you want to repurpose old blog posts or social media content or whatever, then I think that can be helpful, but it's obviously not sustainable long-term. No, not at all. And, um, yeah, it just, it, it just wasn't, yeah, it just wasn't sustainable. I'm like, I would, I really wouldn't recommend it. People, I tell people that I did that and they're just like, you did what? That's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I was going to say my downloads, like when I made that switch, my downloads went down by 50%. Um, because, you know, I was putting out way less content. I was like, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm totally cool with that because otherwise they're going to be zero because I'm going to like not exist anymore. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's like one of those things you kind of have to like, do I want very high vanity metric downloads or do I want people exactly to focus on what I'm putting out there instead of like feeling overwhelmed because I'm putting out so many episodes, especially because your target audience is side hustlers and they don't have that much time. So I did, I got that feedback that they're just like, I'm so behind on your podcast. Like I can't keep up. And you know when if it was going to be like 10 minutes a day, sure. Like, but when it, got out of hand. (laughs) Who has time for that? Nobody. Not me, not not my listeners. Right. Awesome. So I know analytics for podcasts are terrible and like website analytics, but where do you find that you're getting your listeners from? Um, Is it from like social media, SEO, um, maybe other people like being guests on other people's shows? Like where do you find that from your perspective that you're getting the most I was going to say, I don't know. (laughs) Um, I think, I do think it's a lot from, you know, the, the audience that I had already built, um, my own email list, um, letting them know about the podcast because I already had an audience before I started the podcast. It wasn't like I was kind of starting from scratch with the podcast. So that's, that would be my number one. And then my number two, I would have to say is guests, um, you know, people coming onto the show, and then sharing out with their audience because part of my process is just to make sure that they're, that they have everything that they need to really easily share on whatever platforms that they're active on. And, um, and just even, even now I'm like, huh, how can I come up with a strategy to like help them repurpose that content next year? And like an ongoing to kind of continue to leverage those relationships with those people. So it's not just like one and done. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I know exactly how you feel with that. I mean, I, I try to make it easy for my people to share. I'm getting better about it so right now. I mean, I'm kind of crazy. So I'm like, sorry, I shared on Instagram. Like, can you just like put it on your stories? <laughs> but right. I, I forget to send emails a lot of the time. I'm not, not purpose. It's just like, mm. just right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole, like, there's a whole process to it and it's right. not always like, yeah. It's not always easy to remember to do all the things. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's like sometimes like a solo show is good because it's like easier. You're done when you're done. You yeah. Know? But yeah. When you have guests, there's all this extra stuff you have to do. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I agree with where like the listeners to like where you're getting your listeners from. That's pretty much for me too. Um, I will say that I found that when I'm on other people's shows, that helps my downloads too. Like I know I was, I recently went on, I was on a show like as we're recording, it went live today and I noticed my own downloads went up too. Um, I did release an episode today too, but at the same time, it's like, it's more than my average. So I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure this is because of the guest um, or the person that I was like on their show, um, releasing their episode today too. But who knows? You can't really tell with podcast analytics. They're pretty dang terrible as, as of now. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, they need to fix that, but I'll get off my soapbox. I'm pretty sure I say that in every episode, but yeah. So once you kind of figure out like, okay, I have all these listeners now, what do I do with them? How do you end up converting them into clients or customers? I guess customers now, since you said you're not doing one-on-one service work anymore, but how do you get them to be customers of yours? What are like, what steps are you taking to make your podcast listeners get on your list or, you know, just end up heading by immediately after hearing episodes from you? Yeah. So every episode there's an outro that, you know, I used to have it pre-recorded um, at the beginning, you know, telling them to go take my five day website challenge and like giving them the link and all of that stuff. Um, now I just kind of, I can, I'm better at podcasting now that I can kind of like tie it back to something that my guests and I talked about to kind of make it more seamless to say, Hey, if you want to do what uh, Jenny's doing too, then, you know, go to blah, blah, blah and, and sign up. So I make sure I have that in every single, um, every single episode about how they can, you know, get on my list and take my free training and all of that stuff. What I'm not great about, and I wish that I would do better is like, I've created like two more free trainings since I started the podcast. And I'm like, someday I really should go back and like add, you know, advertising in for all of these and all of it. And it's like kind of one of those someday I should things that you put on a to-do list that you know, you're never going to do. Um, but I think mentioning, um, mentioning those things kind of organically as they come up in conversation, um, so that you're not just kind of like spamming people at the end with a link too, I think is, is helpful as well. So it's not kind of coming out of the blue that I'm like, Oh, Hey, go sign up for this thing. Cause a brand new listener. And I think I'm also like, not that always that great about saying like, Oh, who I am and what I do and why I could teach you how to build a website. So it's not like coming out of the blue at the very end. So when I'm talking to a guest, I tried to like, kind of bring up like, Oh yeah. And this is what I do for a living. So when you mentioned that, that reminded me of this. And then it's not just like a, why is this side hustler girl trying to teach me how to build a website thing? I have never, I don't have a strategy to get people to buy directly from the podcast because my funnel, my sales funnel is more like, it's a longer process to like build the know, like, and trust and just make sure that, you know, people, people, it's the right fit for people. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, just having, getting them on your list first and then you can talk to them further or a lot of people I know use like Instagram stories and they want to get people following them on Instagram. Like there's really not an easy way to build a community around a podcast. If you don't use like a Facebook group or Instagram or get them on your list because 
there's no way for them to talk to you other than leaving reviews. So I think it's important to kind of get those people who are like passively listening to the next step and make sure that you're able to further engage with them and tell them about what you have to offer. So I know you said you kind of, uh, you do link, like you say, hey, go check out my website challenge or whatever you're doing at the time. Do you use like specific links that are just for podcast listeners or are they just like a general link to that thing? Yeah, I do. I have like a pretty link that I use just for podcast listeners. Half the time I forget to say that one. <laughs> I say like the other ones. So I do try to, um, because it, because like it's pep talks for side hustlers, but my website's wp-bff.com. So they're like, that's hard to say anyway. And it's easier to tell them to go to pep talks for side hustlers.com forward slash whatever. So I try to do that. Sometimes I forget and I get like a little mixed up. Um, I've started to just like buy um, the domain names of the names of my programs. So like free five day website challenge.com. But then I have numbers in my things. So then I'm always like a number five, the word day. And then it just gets like all kinds of like, I don't know. So then I'm like, and then the links in the show notes if you want to go check that out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least you're making an effort. Most people are like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, oh, I have, like, I was like, you can just duplicate your page and just name the slug something else. Like, yeah, exactly. Use the pretty links plugin if it's WordPress. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Just make it so easy. Yeah, because it's so nice to know, like, whenever people are actually converting from your show versus other places, because then you're like, oh, it's actually working. I'm not just talking to no one. Like, people are downloading, but not taking any action. So, yeah. Yeah. And another thing that I do that your listeners might um, uh, want to duplicate too, is like when people opt into my form, I have just a little question that says like, where did you find out about us? And um, you know, when I get people that say your podcast, I'm like, yay, I'm so happy. <laughs> Cause it's like, it's like, okay, like I'm getting some traction with this. Like this is, that's my whole goal for the podcast is to, reach more people, get them on my email list. And so when I see that it's actually working, I'm like, so, so excited. <laughs> right. You're like, yay. My labor of love is actually converting. <laughs> yeah. Podcasting is a very slow burn. It's not like it starts being profitable overnight. Most people don't even actually get profitable with their podcast itself. It's more so like, um, you know, the services that they offer and integrating the two versus like most people do not have ads. And when you have ads, they don't even pay that much. Like I do, I have a client that has ads and even though she has tons of downloads, like it's, it's nothing, it's nothing that she gets paid to promote on episodes. It's not going to make a living. unless Yeah. You're- it's funny that you mentioned that because I got a, a pitch in my inbox this morning from someone who wanted to pay me $75 for me to just like link to their thing on some show notes. And I was like, I've never monetized my podcast before. I've never had, um, had anyone reach out to me. I don't have like a media kit or anything. And I was just thinking like, do I really want to do this? Like, I kind of don't know if I, I don't know how I would, I want to respond to this, but I'm also like, I need to know what your product is. I need to know if it's something that I would buy myself, what I recommend. And I like, I just am so protective of my listeners that way. Um, just the same way I am with my, my audience. Like I'm trending towards saying no, no, thank you. Um, but it was kind of cool to be like, you want to pay me to put something on my podcast? 
like right right it's like one of those things you're like you want it to be authentic for you and your listeners instead of just like a random product because you know it's not it's not something that's crazy money like it's just never enough to be like mm, you know this is really worth it unless you have like millions of downloads like my yeah. daughter, she has like thousands of downloads every single episode like more than a thousand so it's like worth it for her but for you know other people that's not gonna be really worth it um, yeah. so another thing um so when you have those people that you're like listening to your podcast are super excited about it how do you actually retain that listenership to your show like how do you keep those people coming back for more that's a great question. I mean, I, I, how, I don't know that I, I don't know if I do, you know, I don't really have, um, any metrics to tell me if people are coming back for more. I do get feedback like on my social media and all of that stuff, um, to people saying that they listen, that they like it. Um, but as far as retention, I think maybe just like being consistent with, producing episodes weekly and continuing to put out that consistent content. Otherwise, I, I really have no idea if I am keeping people around other than them just, um, you know, going to my Instagram and sending me a message or Facebook or like communicating with me in some way that they say that they listen to everything and that they um, really enjoy it. Uh, I do, like you said, I wish there were better metrics, you know, unique downloads versus, um, you know, or, you know, unique visitor or unique listener versus repeat listener or something right. like that, but there's just not. Right. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Um, hopefully it'll get better over time, but yeah, it's hard to know how people, how long people are staying around, why they're sticking around, all that stuff. So hopefully that'll be built out in the future, but yeah, that's helpful. Um, so next up is your favorite tool that you use in your business and bonus points here, if that helps you with your podcast in any way, shape or form. So I think um, I could give you a couple that really do help me with my podcast, but I think acuity scheduling is like my number one tool for, for, especially for podcasting, because that's how I let people, um, book on my show. And I'm able to like ask them questions, um, as like, as they're like doing the intake form and they're booking their appointment with me, I can ask them questions. They can upload their headshot. I can have them do all of this work ahead of time that I used to have, to do after the fact, like after the show was over, then I'd be like, Hey, can you send me your bio and your headshot? And like doing all this follow-up after now they can't even like book the appointment with me until they fill all of that stuff out. So it just streamlines the whole process. So I love acuity scheduling. Um, for that reason, any calendar scheduling tool, if you're doing guests, I think is like, so awesome because you can set the times that you're willing to do the episodes and have people book within those times, get all that information. And it just saves you so much back and forth with people saying, well, when can you be on the show? Oh, you have a meeting during the, I, you know, all of that stuff. So I love that. And then I also have like all my podcast processes in Asana. And that's kind of how I keep track of where every episode's at. But then good old Google Sheets, honestly, like that's where I have a list of all my episodes, the episode number, the date that it publishes, the guest the name and a link to like the Google doc of the show notes. And that's just like, I'm in that document like every single day. Like I love that good old spreadsheet. <laughs> Best tool. 
Right. Yeah. Those are some of my favorite tools as well. And they, I think they're all very helpful with podcasts, especially acuity. I, I can't imagine what I would do without acuity. Like it's right. so be like here's when I'm recording what works for you and if it doesn't then I usually propose a different time but um I try to kind of keep it to what I have because I'm right now I'm back recording um each quarter and that's it yeah unless I need like I'm like you need to be a guest on my show and we're gonna record outside of this time yeah I do the same thing Uh, yeah it just makes it so easy and it's like okay well if you can't meet this time then you know that's that's fine I'll try to make it work but it's just so nice when you can do it like a week at a time and then you're done for another, like an entire quarter. So, <laughs> yeah. Super nice. And then lastly, um, as this is a podcasting show, what is your current favorite podcast? If any, I know some people like say they don't consume content anymore, but I'm not one of those people. <laughs> so I have been binge listening to this podcast called losing 100 pounds. Um, with the, the um, woman's name is Corinne Crabtree. I heard about her from Amy Porterfield. Um, it's a weight loss podcast, but it's all about like mindset and changing your thoughts to change your actions. And it's such, it's so fascinating to me, um, all of that, because it applies to like, you could just change weight loss out with um, building a business or like whatever it is that you want to do in your life. Um, the concept of, of how to actually go about making that happen. Um, so I, I, I'm, that's really the only podcast that I listen to. I'm a binge listener. Like I, I will listen to, if I love a podcast, I'll listen to it end to end. And then when it's over, I'm like, oh, <laughs> every week for something to come out. And then I'll listen to like something new for a while. Right. Yeah. I, I know how that is. It's kind of like Netflix for podcasts. You're like, you're stuck yeah. into this one person or this one like show that you're like, all right, I need to listen to this and only this. So I love that. Um, that one sounds great. I'll have to go check it out for myself. Um, cause I'm always looking for new stuff to listen it's, to. It's really good. Awesome. And then lastly, just tell us where we can find you. So your website, your social media channels and your podcast name once again. Yeah, so my podcast is Pep Talks for Side Hustlers. So you can check that out at peptalksforsidehustlers.com. I'm on Instagram at Shannon L. Mattern. And then my main like business website is wp-bff.com. It stands for WordPress BFF. If you're like, what the heck does that even mean? Um, So those are the best places to find me. And then all my other social profiles are on both of those websites. Awesome. Well, I'll link everything in the show notes so everyone can go check it out. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash episode 133. Make sure to join the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs Facebook group, if you haven't already, for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. We'll see you there. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook and Instagram at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community. See you in the next episode.